Desert Island Games episode 32 and tonight we have a very special guest it's a Desert Island Games exclusive and a rare appearance it's the boss it's Mr Unlun himself Stephen Richards welcome thank you John it's an honour and a privilege to be here yeah it's a yeah I, I, I miss my career actually <laughs> <laughs> don't usually do that on the other format yeah it's great to have you on it's um it's uh, it's an honour to to have you on because I know you don't make many appearances. On no, no, I'm no, no, I'm I'm the guy behind the the videos, not the guy who does the videos normally. Yeah, and we also have still stranded on the island from last week, awaiting his rescue. It's Harry Yak. No, save me! I'm wasting away. I've eaten all my whisper gold from last week. I need some sustenance. I need more people on this island I can cannibalise. Who's next? Well, you've got to, you've got a playmate now. <laughs> you've got to need some ass ketchup. Yeah, I trust you for the good week on the island, Mr. Yak. Yes, fantastic. I binged on whisper gold and fish, but I ate all the fish and all the whisper gold. And now all I'm left with is my monkey butler. And I don't want to eat him. What did I tell you last week, Harold? I told you to go easy on the whisper gold. Mum, I'm sorry. I I said it was um, a lifetime supply, but fair usage. Well, your lifetime supply is different to my lifetime supply. Did you know that yaks eat 900,000 calories a day? Did they? Well, now I know. (laughs) Well, now you know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, thank you for inviting me back on this show, John. Thank you very much for yourself. And hello to you, Steve. Hello, Yak. You managed to get over Friday. Not quite. The mutiny. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Better not talk about that. Although I did do a live stream the following night with a certain game which I'm sure we'll get on to a little bit later on. We will, we will, because it's one of the choices without spoiling things. Right, so, Stephen. Yeah. Retro Unlim, um What made you start this? What was the idea behind it? Well, I started, obviously, um, MU Unlim, um yeah. September the 5th, 1996. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. long time ago. Um, did seven and a half years there. Um, yeah, like parole. Um, and then left on 4th of January 2004. It's got exact dates here. Yeah, to, um, to start a family and get married, obviously. Um, 
and about nine years later, uh, one wife and two kids. Um, during that time, I was watching all the you know YouTube content, like you know the game chasers and different stuff like that. And Harold Yak. Um, hey. I thought, you know what, well, I can, uh, we can we can do this again. So I opened up Retro Only, and the first person I asked was uh, Mr. Yak. Oh, I'm flattered, Steve. I'm flattered. Uh, it was so, an easy choice, you know. So out of all those channels you were watching while you were off, the first person you thought of was Harold. <laughs> yeah. Harold! <laughs> the Harold Yak! That Wigan Cockney slash Yak person. Also, he was an Amstrad fan, so that was easy enough. Uh, yeah, there weren't many Amstrad fans around at the time on YouTube, I don't believe. No, no. Yeah, you didn't have the lights of Norbugs starting up yet. No, no. They hadn't found the internet yet. They were still on their Amstrad CPCs trying to connect it to their dial-up modems. (laughs) Fuchs it says. I know, because I was one of those people. So how long ago? Was it, it, what, a year and a half ago or something you started it up? Yeah, um, 17 months now. Um, It was the, again, 4th of January, which was basically nine years after I left MU One Limb, I opened Retro One Limb. Yes, but of course, we were working on Retro One Limb for a few months beforehand, weren't we? But the oh, official yeah. launch was the 4th yeah. of January, which was fantastic. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, it was uh, trying. To, it was finding all the different, you know, contributors as well. It was. Uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the launch day because I sat there in front of my computer and just watched all the different contributions coming in throughout the day. It was a mem- momentous occasion in the history of the internet. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a few contributors lined up before you started, so you, so you had you know something to, to start you off with? Yeah, we had um, we had Halfbit. Um, we had Console Snob. Right. He was the second person. Um, I'm responsible. I'm responsible for bringing console snob on board. <laughs> so it's your fault. I, I profusely apologise, everybody. <laughs> oh dear. It's like a Chaz and Dave. You've got to have console snob along with the yak. That was in the yeah, console. Contra- Chaz and Trevor and Simon. <laughs> Swing your pants. <laughs> Swing your pants. Right, and... Literally, just, in the case of the snob, yeah. with the <laughs> games. <laughs> what was his first video, wasn't it? Something a bit risque. I'm not sure, but he had another channel before. He had the console snob channel. It was Brown Sheep Gaming. And he, yes, he recently uploaded his first ever attempt at commentary, I think, or sent me a link to it. It wasn't that bad. He was saying, oh, this is horrible... Listen to me, I'm rubbish. But it was quite good. It was better than my first attempt. Well, I think I think everybody's their own uh, worst critique, especially at the start. I still that is still true. <laughs> I think those um, Games Master commentaries were excellent. You should really do them again. Oh, we should redo them. I think they've been removed, haven't they? Because of copyright or something. No, I don't know. I don't think so. Snobs ones have. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the whole copyright business with him, the copyright strike, which yeah. we teased him about for months. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was Woo Raider. <laughs> yes, ironically. <laughs> Myself and Yak have been talking about doing uh, when games attack, haven't we? We've talked about that for a while, but we've just not got into it. Yes, we need yeah. to organise something for that. We need to have a big get-together and do a huge commentary with Monkey Spats 5000. <laughs> yes. 
it might be quite tricky because I know like um, you have to kind of start all start the the footage at the same time on YouTube and be and be running at the same time. So it could it could go out of sync when, with so many people doing it at the same time. Oh, we'll find a way around that. We always do. <laughs> Not. So, how soon was that? How soon did you decide to do the commentaries uh, on Games Masters after Retron them started? I can't remember if it was my idea or Scott's, but I think it was Scott's actually. Before that, I'd started recording my own commentary for the first ever episode, and I got about ten minutes into the show, left it for one day, and thought I'm going to come back in, come back to this another day, but. I'd never came back to it. And in the meantime, Patrick Moore unfortunately passed away. Oh, dear. So I never went back to it. But Scott got in touch with me and said, hey, do you want to do a commentary? <laughs> sure. So we just did a live commentary, and it started from there. And then Monkey Spaz copied us. Sir, sir, he's copying, he's copying. Yeah, and then I copied Monkey Spaz, but did my Wayne Games Attack commentary. Well, I like that. So I like that we're that we're all copying from each other because I love these DVD commentaries. Well, I think it's a no- I think you should be honoured if somebody copies you because that makes you think that you know you're doing something good that somebody wants to copy. So. Oh yes, I am honoured, and he has credited me in the past, although he's forgotten since. <laughs> Don't I forget enjoyed- who got you there. Sorry. I, know, I enjoyed the commentaries because it was like it was like yourself who's calm, and it was like snob who's like offensive and. Throws an F-bomb, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see the Dave Perry edition oh, of yeah. Games yeah, World that we did? Crikey. He's embarrassed of that, apparently, now, Scott. He says, he my him, goodness. He called him a cancer victim, didn't he, with that headband on? <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> no, no, I believe that was me. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I said that he had alopecia, but it was incorrect. He didn't. He had a full head of her. He just wore it as a fashion statement. Yeah, but I think Scott afterwards followed it up with that line. Watch it back. He probably did. I've seen that a few <laughs> times, but I can't remember that. You do know you do know that's heavily edited, that show. Yeah. That commentary rather. <laughs> I've removed a lot of Scott's swearing out of it. Really? <laughs> seriously? Because he said, oh, I've done too much swearing in that. So basically, I just removed half the F words, but still. <laughs> he does swear a lot. Oh dear! <laughs> I think it's a competition between it Scott is. and Scott and Raz to see who swears the most. Raz Mataz has got a full mouth. <laughs> but he's a lovely lad. He is. When he's uh, sober. When he's sober, yes. Hope to have him on soon on Desert Island Games as well. Hopefully, is that yes. Desert Island Drunks. Desert Island Drunks. <laughs> yeah, I could do with a bit of Swedish smorgasbord on my cannibal list. My menu. <laughs> so, shortly after, you started doing the podcasts as well. That's correct. What is this? This is turning into the history of Retro on Limb, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Why not? Well, it's Retro on Limb was on the show, so, you know, a lot of people that have... You know, started watching Retro Online recently, might not know the history. You're, actu- you're actually right. That was the genesis of basically everything that you're hearing right now on the Retro Online Network, the first ever edition of the podcast. And we had Tubers, which is a former YouTuber. He's a great guy, really. He used to do these commentaries. He was in the commentating community, which is a completely different thing than the video game commentating community, except you commentate on other people's 
videos sarcastically. But he was a fan of my Who Wants to Be a Millionaire video. And okay. basically, he snapped he snapped my hand off at the chance to jump on the podcast. And it was great. Yeah. The only problem was, in that first ever episode, half of it was cut out because of the blasted connection. Yeah, I remember that. It was. Uh, it sounded like a bit like a robot, didn't it? What was that episode that you and yeah. Scott did that you completely lost the full episode? Oh, please don't talk about that. We sat there for about three hours and we talked about everything and anything and it didn't record. Scott was supposed to be recording, but he sent me a message at like 1am saying, Oh, beep, it didn't record. Oh. Brilliant. That's just what you want to hear when you've been sat there for nigh on four hours, like an hour preparing and then three hours recording the thing. We could have even turned that into two podcasts, but oh dear. everybody knows the story about Dominic Diamond now, so I'm not going to tell it. It happens to the best of us. It happened in the first episode of Desert Island Games when it moved over to Retro Online Network. Didn't it? I was, um, it was in, uh, I arranged to get Gashead on at 9 o'clock, but he, he thought it was 10 o'clock, and uh, you came on, Yak, to save the day. Mm. And uh, we were talking... Brilliant conversation, <laughs> brilliant topics, and it didn't record because we were on hold. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh well, we have these problems from time to time. <laughs> okay, so the podcast, the the, um, the pr- progression from that, of course, was on to the, the streams, which are still going strong now, of course. They are, yeah. yeah. We started on uh, Stuart's channel. Um, <laughs> And it was basically me trolling throughout the show. Yes. It was the week after. It was the week after. Um, Yak did a, a pod, like a stream, and he was screaming. Was it screaming at a mouse? Was it? It is true. There was actually a mouse, and when I caught it, I considered taking a picture of it, but it stank too much, so I just threw it straight in the bin. <laughs> Back. Oh, what happened? Don't know. Cut off. Right, I'll edit that bit out. Right. The, the show when uh, you were screaming at that mouse. Oh, yes, of course. There was actually a real mouse. It had been plaguing me all week, and I'd seen it hundreds of times, but you can still you still can't prepare yourself for it when it comes whizzing past you in the corner of your eyesight. Don't oh. worry, I'm not scared of mice, really. Yaks, I thought, I thought a yak would have uh, eaten a mouse. <laughs> it stunk. <laughs> so yeah, during the stream, um, I played back footage of that via audio. Kept on nipping in, in and out of the uh, stream, showing it. Yeah, that was brilliant. You kept playing sound effects on your phone, and it kept delaying, like you know, the game over. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, so all, it, over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Stuart's uh, tagline game, was it games are more important than food yes <laughs> that's become his catchphrase hasn't it hi YouTube. <laughs> so Stephen what's, what does the future hold for Retron and what, what kind of thing have you, is there anything any exclusives you can tell us that you're hoping to What's the kind of direction you're going in? Oh, right. Well, <laughs> it's basically improving the website a bit more because it's, uh, it needs a lot of work. Um, 
it needs to um, expose the network a bit more. Yeah. Um, and just basically continue as we're, we're doing, just making things a bit more stable and secure. I think um, I think the last few weeks or months, I think the the live streams kind of taken over the website. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's my fault. So I need to um, work on the website more. Has Stu not been doing some work in, in the background on that? Um, well, I'm going to be working, Stuart's going to be working, and Mr. Yak is going to be working on the website. Hello. Mr. Yak, I didn't know that until now. <laughs> yes, I only <laughs> volunteered over the weekend. It's a, little unknown, it's a little known fact that I actually did the original design for the website, which Stu tweaked, him being the tech whiz that he is. It's a, it's a pity really that I've fell out of web design because I used to be a web designer and I could have helped but I wouldn't even, honestly I wouldn't even know where to start anymore with a website. <laughs> the knowledge is gone. Let me tell you, Mr. JL76 Gaming, it's yes. incredibly easy these days. You just use templates and then flog them. <sighs> so and many. Then, yeah, and then update them. And yes. the, website, the website breaks down. <laughs> oh, of course. The admin is the hardest work these days on websites. The actual putting together of the website in the first place, the building of the website, yeah. is the easy part. It's the maintaining part that takes time out of your life. Mm. Well, I used to use a program called Dreamweaver. Yeah, I used, for, um, I used to use that for emulating. Dreamweaver and Photoshop and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, but these days we have content management systems such as WordPress.com. Yes. Buy it today. We, yeah. Free. I went to a course in Amsterdam for a week when it, when I used to be a web designer. I got sent to Amsterdam for a week to do a course in content management. So that was very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and did you manage any content while you were there? Uh, I managed to get drunk and high a lot. That's managing content for me. Yeah. Ding. That's web designing in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, shall we move on to the games? Yeah, let's. Yes, let's, let's do it. So, uh, obviously I'm just going to do these in order they've, that you've given room, uh, as I always do. And uh, the first one is a real... Uh, one that holds a special place in my heart anyway. It's a uh, Sensible World of Soccer on the Amiga. Yeah, brilliant game. And... Um, 1994 it was released. Wow, is that one ago? Yeah, um, it was by Sensible Software and published by uh, Renegade. Renegade, yeah. But uh, what a game. It was the first, I mean, I used to play Sensible Soccer and uh, I loved that game. And then it was all the hype before it saying about, you know, Sensible World of Soccer where you can uh, manage your teams and transfers and everything. It was, uh, couldn't wait till it came out. Yeah, I was I was actually excited for it, but I, I think I believe you were going to tell a story about um, how you played it a week before it came out or something. Yeah, it was um, where I lived at the time. Um, obviously, it was just come out. I think it was in, yeah, still in school. We used to have like a computer club um, nearby, which where you take your uh, Amiga and a, and a TV, a carry you know, like it's just a small TV, and you used to be able to get all the games, you know, copied. It was the most illegal thing you'll ever. You'd never see. Anyway, the week before Central World of Soccer came out, it it was out at that computer club where we basically copied it. I mean, it was it, it worked fine apart from you couldn't play a season. You could play friendlies and everything, but you couldn't play a season. It used to crash. Oh. oh. But it was the best advertisement to buy a 
because you just wanted to play the full game that was working. Yeah, I remember getting a demo of it shortly before it came out on a on a Amiga magazine, and it let you. It sounds quite similar to that setup. You could go into the menus and all that, but you could only play like a friendlies, but it was only with certain teams. Yeah, yeah. As soon as with this one though, as soon as you um, went into you know play season as manager, it used to crash. I think that was quite a, a groundbreaking game. I mean, I've never, I'd never seen a game like that before where it, had, it honestly had almost every game, every team in, in the world. Yeah, it had um, 1,500 teams and 20, 27,000 players. Real names as well. It even said that on that demo I got, when, when you finish playing your game, it caught with a, like an advertising screen at the end of it, and it said, every team in the world, even Airdrie. <laughs> <laughs> even. Even Airdrie. <laughs> Especially Airdrie. <laughs> the thing is, like, I've, I've got this now for um, on Xbox Live Arcade. It's been jazzed up a little bit, you know, it's got stadiums and stuff in it. But the one thing I hate about that is it's not got real player names. Um, it's like instead of Alan McCoyst, you'll get Ellie McCoyst, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Ali McMoist. Yeah, Ali McMoist. <laughs> and back in the day, and I don't know if licenses were a bit kind of looser back in those days, so it didn't matter as much. But back in the day, the older play names were real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've played it since, and it's not the same without it, like a zip stick or something, you know. Yeah, I love it. I, I, but I think even to this day, it still stands up as one of the best football games ever. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was ahead of its time. It was groundbreaking. Definitely. And they did a thing recently. Um, they done a football games World Cup. I seen this on um, Football Manager's website. Uh, sorry, Facebook page, and um, they, they put all these kind of football games against each other in groups and all the rest of it. And anyway, by the time it got to the final, it was sensible world of soccer against football manager in the final. Um, unfortunately, football manager won it. <laughs> what about championship manager? Championship manager, I don't know if that was in separately in the in the, this competition or not, but championship manager. Um, you picked that one, didn't you? Can you yes, indeed. I'm, I'm trolling you a bit here because Football yeah. Manager is the evolution of Championship Manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. Yeah, because they went in separate ways, didn't they? The, the developer and the publisher. Yeah, was, uh, Championship Manager Five, wasn't it? <coughs> yeah, was, was that the last one? It was, uh, yeah. No, that was that was the first of the, the first one. Yeah. It was garbage. Got slated. Yeah, <laughs> Championship Manager now is basically done. It's 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 now. Like um, I think you can get it as an app on on um, iPad, but that's about it. It's not. It doesn't come out for the PC anymore, anything like that. No, no. Football Manager. There's no other substitute for that now. Yeah. Here, here's a fun fact about Central World of Soccer. It's not really a fun fact. It's just something I remember. Um, now this is not. I'm not being racist by saying this, but this is this is a genuine team. Uh, I was looking through the African teams playing Central World of Soccer back in the day. And they actually had a team, uh, I think it was in South Africa, and they were called Dangerous Darkies. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I was telling somebody this recently in work, and they said, no, you're making that up. I went, I'm not, honestly. And I looked up Dangerous Darkies in, in uh, Wikipedia, and it was a genuine team. They're now defunct, but it was a genuine team. Were they managed by Darkwing Duck? Let's get dangerous! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we had the Wikipedia that one as well. I have the Wikipedia page in front of me right here, and it doesn't say anything about it, so it mustn't be true. No. Nico Johnny's a factoid about sensible uh, world of soccer. Right. Uh, Mega power 
in 2007, uh, the best game of all time. I could, I would go along with that. Absolutely, I, I, I still have that as my one of my favourite games of all time. Without a doubt. Yeah, best football game. Did you ever play the the kind of later versions? Like, I'm not talking about like like the 3D I'm version. No, I'm, ta- I'm talking about like um, kind of season updates. Like, yeah, um, I got the, I got, yeah, I got the season update. The uh, it was like it, it came through the post, if I remember, for me. <laughs> Um, on one CD, it was like a, just a season update. Yeah. They did it on, um, I, th- I think it was the next 697 version uh, on the PC um, CD ROM. They had yeah. uh, Jonathan Pierce doing commentary on it. Yeah, I've got it, I've got that. <laughs> yeah. And then it had kind of little cutscenes and stuff like that, didn't it? Yeah. Your, your chairman would come in, the uh, animation of your chairman giving you the sack and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that when Sensible World of Soccer came out, there was a lot of copied, you know. Everyone was trying to copy it. Mm. There was a version called, is it Football Glory? Oh, I love that game. Which it was, basically, it was copied it. You could, you know, get sent off, swear at the ref. Mm. Yeah, really, yeah it, was, it was trying to do everything that sensible world of soccer couldn't do. Yeah, it had, like, had little streakers and stuff on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it wasn't but, as good, though. It was a good game, but it was not, it didn't even, it was nowhere near. Can no. I ask, did it have a dive button, though? I'm not sure, sure. I know FIFA had a, di- had a dive button at one point, didn't it? Yeah. I don't know if Sensible Soccer or Football Glory did. I wonder what the first game to have a dive button was. I reckon it probably was FIFA. Was there not a football game that came out that was about cheating? I'm sure there was. FIFA Pitch Soccer was a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah there was an arcade game as well, wasn't there? I'm trying to think what it's called, that you could kick players. Yes. Um, oh, football, football champ on the arcade. Uh, you could be able to kick other players and that. <clears throat> what about mutant league football? Oh, was that an American <laughs> football semi- game? Semi- that doesn't semi- count. Semi- doesn't count. Doesn't count. That's not soccer. 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 Kick that soccer ball. So, Yak, did you ever play Central Road Soccer? Were you, were you a fan? Unfortunately, I've never played it. No, Although I do believe we've had this conversation once before, before about 32 episodes ago. Before ah. we did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Steve, um, talk about Sense World of Soccer. Did you ever get through a full 20 seasons? Oh, no. No way. Really? A full I 20 could... seasons? 20, 20 seasons is the most you can play. Oh. No, no, no. Back in the days when you were limited to numbers of st- seasons, I remember... International cricket captain had that. Once he got to the 20th season, it said, It is time for you to retire, oldie. <laughs> I, I can't remember if I've done 20, I've done a lot of seasons, because I know in one of the, the later editions, like 96, 97 or whatever it was, they actually introduced inter- international management. So you could do a few seasons as your club team, go through club ranks, and then you could get called up to be an international manager. I did get as far as that, getting an international job. Oh, well, well done. Pretty cool. Should be applauded yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Love Sensor Order Soccer. Yeah, brilliant game.
So, move on to number two, and I need to open up my iPad again, which is where I've got my notes. Number two, ah, this is an interesting one. This is an arcade game, and it's a wrestling game called WWF WrestleFest. Yeah, superb game. We used to spend so much money on the arcades at the, with this game. Um, it was the follow-up so when, to Superstars. When, when would that have been that came out in the arcades? Uh, 1991. Right. Is this the one where you could uh, do a, a tag team option? Yeah, there was two modes. It was uh, there was a Royal Rumble where you just had a singular, you know, participant, or you had like, and there was a Saturday Night's Main Event where you do tag teams. Uh, I think I've actually I've not played a lot of games in arcade in in my life, but that is one game I actually remember playing in arcade in a seaside town called um, Burnt Island uh, here in Scotland. I used to play on that a lot when we went to Burnt Island. Yeah, I used to, I used to spend all my pocket money on that game. <laughs> So who made that game? Uh, Technos. 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 <laughs> That's right. Technos. Is it back in that those days? Was it like ten pence or something to put in the machine? Oh, yeah, I think it was ten pence. Yeah. Really, ten pence? I remember putting ten pences in the machines. I, don't, I think it'd be what a pound, maybe two pound these days or something, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, that was one of the games I used to play all the time. That and there was uh, like Double Dragon and all them as well. Uh, wasted wasted loads of pounds on that. Once I get my little um, Xbox through the post this week, uh, and if that's on it, I'll do a little playthrough on it for you. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> def- definitely worth playing. I mean, it's a shame that half the roster passed away, you know what I mean, recently. Oh uh, yeah, Ultimate Warrior, God bless him. Yeah, you got the, uh, I've got the list here, you got the Warrior, Big Boss Man, Mr. Perfect. Is Big Boss Man passed away? Yeah, he passed away years ago. Really? Oh yeah. Um, Earthquake, he passed away. Mm. Um, Legion of Doom, you know, Hawk, he passed away. Yeah, I knew where he was away, yeah. Um, Demolition Alive, uh, LOD, Animals Alive, Jake the Snake's Alive, <coughs> Hogan's Alive, and Sergeant Slaughter's Alive. Yes, he sometimes makes the odd appearance. Yeah. Uh, well, he, yeah. Well, he's a he's a, he's a member of staff at WWE, isn't he? Yeah. Who was that? Um, this is a bit off topic, but we're talking about wrestling. You know, um, twice in recent weeks there's been this guy in on Raw in a suit, and I recognise him. Um, he was in, you know, last episode when um, Stephanie McMahon had been arrested, and uh, yeah. Triple H was in the the kind of uh, behind the scenes, just about to leave, and this guy persuaded him to stay. Do you know the wee bald guy? Did you see him? No, no, I missed and it. Then, this and then last week's episode, where um, I, can't, I think they were trying to separate um, Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon and um, D. Bella, and uh, Finley, you know, Fit Finley, he came yeah. out in his suit, and uh, two other guys, uh, I think one of them was Jamie Noble, and this guy was here again. I recognise the guy's face, I just can't. Put a name to him. Yeah, Jamie Noble and uh, Fit Finley are, up, are both um, trainers and bookers there. Wait a minute, you say it was a bald guy? A little bald guy, yeah. It wasn't our good friend Michael Burhan, was it? No, it wasn't Michael Burhan. Oh no, he's going to kill me for that. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry, our esteemed leader. Oh no, he's never going to let me back on this network again. <laughs> oh, he's a esteemed leader of the, net, the RU network, yeah, right enough. <laughs> But Stephen, Stephen can overrule him, so we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're so, fired. 
Unfortunately, <laughs> though, he can just take his ball and go home because he has the keys to the network. I do. He can drive away with it. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of wrestling, Steve. Yeah. Uh, you're a fan of wrestling. I know you like wrestling games. Are you a fan of wrestling games in general? Yeah, yeah. Over the years, I've enjoyed a few. Yeah. What do you think of the, the recent ones, you know, like WWE 2K14, things like that, have you played them? Yeah, they're okay. I think the emphasis is more on graphics and sound at the minute. I think the, the game plays and as good as it used to be. Was it like uh, NWO versus, um, was it Revenge, was it, versus the world, or, or the yeah. Nintendo 64? They were excellent games. I just got a PS1. Uh, yesterday through from eBay that I bought for 99p and uh, one of the games with it was a wrestling game that I've never played before. I'm just trying to, it's sitting over there but my site's feeling me. I think it's something like um, WCW Backstage Bro or something. Have you heard of that Ooh, one? Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit... Mm. Yeah, it mm. looks really good from the intro and then when you get into the game it's like... Mm. Yeah. The graphics are a bit dodgy. I mean, I know it's a PS1 but <laughs> the graphics were really suspect. I yeah. had a little shot of it yesterday. Yeah, there was a few uh, suspect uh, WCW PlayStation 1 games. I think it was WCW Nitro was awful. What was the one you had? Did you not say you liked the WCW game? And when yeah. you were... I used to enjoy WCW Mayhem. It was just mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, I've not got an extensive back catalogue of wrestling games that I've played, and I believe that introduced me to the whole genre. Yeah, as late as the late 90s. But I just found it a lot of fun. Yeah. I like a wrestling game, definitely. I think the best thing about the new the new ones is the uh, character creation, as we know, with the retro... Um, damn it, what was it called? Ret- <laughs> the, the, the first one was called uh, Retro uh, Online Main Event, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, yes. Uh, but the, the new series, it says recorded, but I've not got into it. Uploading it because I'm, I think I'm adding some bonus footage. I need to get off mass and do it. But uh, yeah. that's going to be called the Retro Room Main Event. Yeah, it was. We did, we did a like Retro Mania. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that was tied in with a live stream, wasn't it? Retro Mania <laughs> Thirty. I had a lot of fun uh, with that, making that, and that's, that's that's a good opportunity to plug it. It will be up this week. I will get it up on, and it will be on Retro Room, won't it? Uh, yes. This week, and uh, we've got some new characters coming in, and some uh, some of your old favourites returning. Yes, I hope I'm not giving away too much by saying this, but I reprise my feud with the Golden Skull. Yes, we can, no, we can say that there's a there's a feud between um, Harry Yak and the Golden Skull. That's one of the one of the um, main events in main event. <laughs> the blasted skull! I must yes. have my revenge. There's also title matches. Both the titles will, will be on the line as well. So, current champions at the moment uh, are Sessa Shanked and Monkey Spaz. So, they'll be putting their titles on the line. And we'll be having new characters, including T Rex Space Station, uh, <laughs> Raz. And, uh, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen that. That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> and uh, Shock 16 is going to be in it. So. Brilliant. Yeah. 
Next game, now you almost forgot to give me this one earlier because you sent me a list and number three was just blank. But um, we got it in the end. <laughs> another arcade game and it's uh, Space Harrier. Yeah, I used to love this game. Uh, 1985 it came out. And I think one of the the most impressive things about it was the uh, the arcade machine. The first one, it was the big hydraulics machine that you could sit in. It's got like a big handle um, stick. And you can when you turn when you're moving in it, you turn it left and it the whole right, it, the whole thing moves about. It's just it was just amazing. Did you say 1985? 1985, yeah, a rail shooter. And you, you were just a, a young whipper uh, snapper. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was the first game to use um, the first arcade game to use 16-bit graphics. And um, let me have a look. 16-bit graphics, yeah. 1985. Wow. Yeah. And um, it was um, Sega's, I think it's Super Scalar Technology that allowed to use, you know, like 3D scaling. Yeah. You know, like the Afterburner and um, yeah. like Power Drift, all those different, you know, the the technology of 3D. Brilliant. So, it's a little kind of flight, flight sim kind of game, isn't it? No, it's like a, it's like a third person rail shooter. Space Harrier. So, Steve, what would you say is your favourite port of Space Harrier, of all the Ooh. consoles? Um... Well, not including, you know, the uh, updated, you know, what they called, you know, like Sega Ages or anything like that, arcade emulation. Um, I used to like the Amstrad one. Ah, good old Amstrad. I mean, it was it was wireframe, but the, the game was, you know, the gameplay was there. It came out for numerous platforms. I'm looking at it here. It's yeah. for, as well as arcade, obviously. It's Amiga, Amstrad, Atari ST, C64, Game Boy Advance, Game Gear. PlayStation 2, Master System, Sega Saturn, PC Engine. Yeah, PC, yeah Engine, PC Engine 1 was good as well. Basically, it's come out for everything, hasn't it? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. It's, it's come out for um, Nintendo 3DS as well, and the uh, Virtual Console must be... Uh, I think a lot of these things are on Virtual Console, aren't they? Mm, PS3 as well. I believe it's on a disc. PlayStation 3, it's not in this list, but I'm sure, um, I'm sure you're probably right. It was on the Dreamcast in Shenmue. You could go into an arcade within the game and play various different... I think it was Yu Suzuki games, and this was one of them. Yeah, yeah. It was on on the PS3. It was on the... um, Was it the Genesis collection? Yes, because I have that disc. Yeah, it was one of the hidden games. Mm. Here's a little quiz question for you, without looking at Wikipedia, obviously. Um, After it was released in the arcade... What system was it first ported to? Oh. <laughs> Spectrum? Can I nope. guess? You can Is guess. it the Amstrad? Um, do you know, it could be, it's, it's, it's maybe, it's maybe the same time. Uh, it says here Master System, but um, that was on in Japan, Japan in December 1986. And it's for Amstrad, it just says 1986, so it could well be. It could have been Amstrad. Yeah. I was just looking at it in the order that it gives you on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, the good, I mean, the funny thing is the uh, the character in the game is called Harrier. Harrier. Harrier Yak. <laughs> Harrier Yak. <laughs> Harrier Attack. <laughs> Harrier Yak. <laughs> Harrier Yak Attack. Space Yak here. 
<laughs> Yuck to the future. Oh, we need to do something. About we need to do an episode of some sort of YouTube episode called Yuck to the Future. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, submit your yak puns. I'll send you <laughs> ten pence for every entry. Yes. Any other memories you would like to share in that game, Steve? No, it was it was just excellent. It was eighteen levels. It was um, I think there was two bonus stages on it. And I did complete it in the arcade. Probably one of the first games I completed. How many ten pences did that cost you? A lot. A lot of ten pences. I think it was more than ten pence because it was the whole hydraulics machine. Really? Maybe fifty pence? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Wow. You must have spent a lot of time in arcades as a child. I did, yeah. 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 Playing that, and again, like I said before, like Double Dragon, Double Dragon 2. Um, Outrun, Outrun was another one. Um, just everything really. It was just I used to love the arcade. Did you have arcades near where you lived in, or did you just? We had, just a, we, had a, yeah, we had a small arcade nearby, but it was like when I went on holiday, you know, to like <laughs> to like Rill or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, we, we alternated. It was Rill one year, then Wokun the next year. <laughs> yeah, it was like oh no, Double Dragon Two's out, and then used to because then you didn't used to have magazines and nothing like that, so you didn't know what was out. Until you got to the arcade. Yeah. So it was like the internet. We could just download ROMs, except they each cost you 50 pence. For the hydraulic mm. machine, 10 pence usually. I know. That's something you can't emulate. You know, hydraulics machine. <laughs> you could try. Let's build one. <laughs> Stu, Stu, get on it. Yeah. <laughs> A mission for Stu. Yeah, we'll send him some toilet roll centres and he can put one together for us. Yeah, using a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle's that's, vacuum cleaner. That sucks. Hey! <laughs> 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 You've got a list in front of you as well, then, have you? I have, yeah. <laughs> right, I think we, could, we might spend a bit of time on this one. Um, Rockstar Ate My Hamster, and you've chosen the Amstrad version. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brilliant game. 1988 by Cold Masters. Yep. Um, it, was base, it was based off and inspired by um, the headline from the newspaper, um, Freddy Star Ate My Hamster. Yeah. From the, uh, the Sun. <coughs> Scum. Um, yeah. <laughs> Basically, it served as a focal point for the 80s tabloid culture and helped further his career. 
Did anybody ever find out if he actually ate a hamster? No, no, it was just publicity. Which is which is what you do in the game. You can create publicity. Yeah, but it's always bad publicity. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he always does. Uh, yes, Mr. Yak, you were playing this last night, in, in actual fact, uh, on your live stream. I'm guessing this was prompted by Steve picking his list and then asking you to play it. <laughs> it was indeed, although at the time I didn't know it was on his list. He just said, hey, Yak, do a stream of Rockstar Ate My Hamster, except not in that accent. And so I did, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It might be criminal, but this was the first time that I played it. I'd seen many, many, many videos of it on the internet, on YouTube. I never actually thought, thought, oh, I've got to play that. But last night, I did. I played it for the first time, and I've got to say I really enjoyed it. I played played it for over an hour, which is quite a lot. You said as if you were enjoying it. Yes. I was watching the stream uh, today when I had a Hanover, and uh, I was <laughs> back from my, from my Asda work that I went on, and uh, I've got I've just I've not finished watching it yet. I've just got to the bit where you've got your uh, album into the top ten. Well, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but unfortunately, that album doesn't go any higher. In fact, I believe one of the members of my band dies, and then I take on a dodgy that. charity gig. And then it all goes downhill from there, unfortunately. For anyone that's not watched the stream, they should. But for anyone that's not watched it, Harry, um, do you care to uh, tell us who your main um, <laughs> sinner was that you picked? <laughs> it was Mr. Evo Haler. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was Salt and Pepper. It was Salt and Pepper who he killed. Yeah, they died, yeah. But who was left? Gary Glitter. <laughs> Gary Glitter. <laughs> Oh, don't laugh at him. He was good. He earned me loads of money. <laughs> and we went on these college and university tours. In Bangkok. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was doing a, a playthrough of this back in February, and uh, I was try- I was discussing during my commentary um, my theories on what you need to do to have success in getting your album in, and one of my theories was that, um, from previous experiences, um, that I thought you maybe shouldn't pick the, the guys that are low earners. You know, that Gary Glitter is like £50 a week or something. That's why I hired yeah. him. But I was thinking, well, maybe you should maybe you should be going with the guys that are slightly higher than earners, like 10000 up. Because I think that would maybe, I think there might be something in that uh, with regards to your success. Cause, Who do you mean? Like Maradona? Yeah, like, um, you don't want to, like, you don't want to pick somebody that's that higher than because you only start off with 50,000, but you want to get somebody that's maybe between 10 and 15,000. Well, I have a list of the prices of the different characters in the game. Yeah, same here. But yeah. Wacky Jacko, he's worth 18 grand, and you can probably guess who he's a parody of. And mm. Mince, who is a parody of Prince, is also 18 grand. And then Maradona is close behind on 17 grand. How much is... Uh, well, I don't know, his, I can't remember his name in the game, but Bruce Springsteen, how much is he? Bruce Springsteen's in the game, yeah, is he? He's yeah, in yeah. 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 I was listening to my own, my own playthrough of it earlier on. <laughs> Believe it or not. Oh, right. And then Nine, grand. Nine, Nine grand. grand. See, I would pick somebody like that. I, mean, I would I would definitely have more than one star, though, because you see, your stars can die, so you, you, need, you need a backup. You need to have minimum two, I reckon. I reckon maybe higher two at about 9,000, 10,000 mark. 
I actually apologise. I've found some more legends here. Bill Collins is worth 30 grand. Oof. And Rupert Beetle, who's Paul McCartney, is 26 grand. Mm. Just some of the names on it just make me laugh. Yeah. Bimbo, Bimbo Baggins, which is... Oh, I wonder who that could be. Kylie Minogue. Ailey. <laughs> Funny enough, I'm, I'm watching the, um, open, the closing ceremony of the Commonwealth Games as we record this, and Kelly is actually due on stage. <laughs> or Bimbo Baggins is due on stage, I should say. Yeah. You've got um, Stiff Pilchards. <laughs> is that Stiff Richards? Stiff Richards, yeah. God. Uh, Annie Sydney. Small. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Annie Smallpox. <laughs> Gary Glitter is Sydney Sparkle and he's only worth 50 quid. Yeah. <laughs> as much as that, eh? <laughs> we got a uh, Alison Nightmare. Alice, Alice Cooper. Yep. Yep. Um, what else is there in the Bonehead. Bono. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Crispy Rind. Crispy Rind. Rick Gasly. <laughs> that that name's not even changed that much, has it? It's, it's what, about, what about Witless Houston? Dick Knackers. Dick Knackers. <laughs> yeah. you've, you've got Dick Knackers, who's Mick Jagger, and you've got oh, Derek Clapout. Clapout clap or something? Yeah. <laughs> I used to make a little um, super group of uh, rock stars. So I used to have likes of um, Joan Jett, whatever she's called in the game. Uh, I would have uh, Lemmy, who I think is Lemmy or something like that, or Lemmy, so, uh, whatever it is. Uh, Lemmy. Alice, Alice Cooper and uh, probably um, whoever Ozzy Osbourne is. I'd have them as a super group, rock group. Yes, Izzy has been. <laughs> ah, that's what <laughs> So, Steve, do you, have you ever have you ever completed this game? I did, yeah, I did. Oh, you did? So, so maybe you can unlock, uh, tell myself and Yak the, the secret. Then, what was the secret behind it? Um, it was basically just um, doing un, um, stadium tours, keep on hitting them, try and ignore the publicity because you, you're risking losing a member. As I uh, found out to my yeah, I'd keep it. I'd keep it to. Um, one one rock star, and well, just, only one only one rock star. As long as she's, yeah. as long as you're going to, right? Okay. Yeah, well, the only way you're going to lose them is uh, publicity stunts. Right. So um, one rock star, no publicity stunts, and stadium tours. Yeah, just keep on doing it all the time. Okay, and, I'm going to try that out. Same here. Um, do you remember what they were called? The uh, the two people in the game. Uh, Clive and yeah. um, Cecil Pitt. Cecil Pitt, yeah. And he, he, the sidekick was Clive. Clive, yeah. Uh, do you want me to tell you what happens at the end of the game? Go on. Uh, Cecil Pitt sacks Clive. He says, well, well done, you're fired. Oh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yep. <laughs> so does it actually only last one year then? Yeah, one year. That's disappointing. I've got to get four more platinum records. So you've got... Right, now these platinum records, does it, is it singles or albums or both? Both. It's I think it's when your sales goes, you know, so far up. Mm. So the interest. Sorry, go on. When it hits so far, one of the um, records will light up. Oh right. 
Well, something interesting about this game, I'm just reading right now. I didn't know this because I was playing the game with the sound off. But according to Wikipedia, the music of the band is also presented, gradually increasing from a tonal noise to actual music as you practice. Yeah. And, yeah. and songs are generated on the fly by the software. That's really impressive. Yeah. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But I, I knew it got better as it went on, but I didn't know I actually generated like that. That's pretty cool. Do, so, do you have to practice a lot, Steve, as well, as well as the stadium? Just, well? just sporadically. Yeah. I think uh, I used to, um, when I start the game, I used to practice for about two weeks. Steve, can I ask, when's the best time to release an album? Um, I'd normally do it, because, you know, like, when you released it, the first one, and then about two days later, the charts came on. Right. It's going to come into the chart the week after, obviously, because it takes more than a week right. to register. Okay. So make it every two weeks. Are you best um, releasing the album before the singles? Yeah, yeah. Right. I thought it would have been, I thought it would have been single, maybe one single then album. Yeah, it could do, yeah, yeah. It's either way. You've yeah. just got to, it's, you've got to build the money up and then release the singles. You know, you've got to use the top. What's his name? Cheeseburger, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. You have to use him, he costs like a million dollars or something, doesn't yeah, it? Yes, so, I mean, you need, you need to build the money up so you can afford him. Cheeseburger. Is that a rip-off of Steven Spielberg? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you actually not release any singles until you've got that much money to, to use Steven Cheeseburger? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just, I just keep on uh, doing uh, stadium tours. Your money will just build up all the time. I'd say give it a month or two. Do you, can you remember any of the wacky names you used to give your songs? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not, nothing like um, what was that one? What was that one you had, Tarry's about Bumfluff or something? Yeah, I just made it up off the top oh. of my head. For some reason, Bumfluff's always on my mind. <laughs> on, on, on my playthrough that's up on my channel at the moment, um, I'd picked um, Freddie, the Freddie Mercury, uh, Eddie Quicksilver character. You know, because um, Freddie was um, gay. As I was coming out with all these kind of gay song titles, like. Um, I want to be your backdoor man, you know, things like that. <laughs> like my lunch truncheon. <laughs> uh, that's a little bit explicit. <laughs> yeah, I apologise. Like my lunch and meat. Now that's better. <laughs> well, I played it uh, back in the day, that was uh, for the Amiga. Have you guys ever played it on, well I know you wouldn't have had it because you played it for the first time last night, but Steve did you play it on any other format other than the Yeah, I played on the Amiga as well. Yeah. Better graphics, obviously. Yeah, better graphics, obviously, yeah. Yeah, love it. So, yeah, if anybody has not seen this game, um, I'd recommend watching the Harry X stream from last night. Or alternatively, my uh, video that I've done in February. The video is probably better. It's shorter. Yes, that is why it's better. Yeah, without giving it a spoiler alert, um, mine's only lasted 23 minutes because I only had one artist and uh, he died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah. I mean, it was another game that was um, groundbreaking. You know, Coldmasters, squeaky clean Coldmasters releasing a game with like adverts with boobs in it and everything. It was just, it was cutting edge. They should, make, yeah, they should make a reboot of that. 
They, sh- they really should, mm. yeah, definitely. Yes. I've seen that on my video. I, I, I thought they should either make a remake or they should Guitar Hero, like mix it with, with, with like a Guitar Hero game, like a, a little oh. game within Guitar Hero, you know? Yeah, they yeah. should do that and have mm. new parody names for today's artists. Yeah. Like Gash for Slash. Gash. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're moving on to Nintendo 64, and it's Mario 64. Yeah, bullying game, again. Um, 1997. It was a big jump from uh, side-scroller to 3D. Yeah. And uh, they managed to do it. Brilliant game. Probably the, one of the best on the system. Mm. I mean, I've not really played a lot of Mario games, because um, I never really had a Nintendo. I mean, I have played it, but I'm not really a Mario fan. So, was that a big... I know it's a big jump in graphics, but was the gameplay... Did that have a bit of a jump as well, or was it similar? Um, it was a lot more... Um, it was a lot more intense and in-depth. I mean, the sa- everything was brilliant about it. The graphics, the soundtrack, everything was brilliant. It was upgraded big time. Nothing quite like it out there. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Super Mario 64 was the first or the last time that I remember being genuinely amazed by a game and the the jump that you mentioned from the Super Nintendo. No, it was it was just one of those games when you played it. It was just you were shocked. But these days, have they not went back to, back to kind of what it used to be now, like like side scrolling? No, I, I, I don't think. Uh, I mean, mm. the Wii U's gone back a bit, hasn't it? You know, it's gone back to side scrolling. Used a bit of both. But um, it was just it was just because obviously Nintendo sixty four was like mostly three D consoles, so. Yeah. It, it suited it well. Um, did you complete it? Uh, no, no, close. Really? No, no. When you say complete it, do you mean get all 120 stars or beat the final Bowser? No, no, I didn't, I didn't do either. I couldn't get that far. Have you complete? Have you done those things, Harry? I have indeed. I haven't completed the 120 stars, but I did complete it. Is it? Does it take you a long time to complete it? Is it a long game? Well, I can't remember, but you had these people who wrote into magazines saying, Ew, I have completed Super Mario 64 in two hours. Ew, look at me. And in the high score player guide, it said, You're a super player if you can complete this game in three hours. And we sat down and tried it one afternoon. We said, Right, we'll get our popcorn, and we're going to try and complete this game the quickest way possible, and see if it is possible to beat it in three hours. Mm. and we gave up after two and a half because we weren't even halfway. So I don't know where they got that from. These guys must have been hardcore at these magazines, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Nintendo 64 is another one I've um, not owned. Never had Nintendos. Always been a, a Sony fanboy, really. Um, but I believe there's some N64 games on the little Xbox that I've got coming, so... Hopefully I'll give them a try. 
Yeah, there's a few good N64 games. In fact, it's a pretty decent system to collect for because people have forgotten it, I think, these days. They look back at it and say, oh, look at those graphics, look how antiquated they are. But I, I really like the style. I always have. I know some of the textures are really low res, but it, it just runs really fast. There's no loading times. Well, in some games there are. But that's the beauty of the cartridge. The last proper cartridge console. Yeah. yeah. GoldenEye was another good one on the GoldenEye, that's, a, that's one of the old-time classic games, isn't it? Yeah, excellent game. Um, the, the multiplayer on it was excellent. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you mean just multiplayer as in two guys in the same room? But it's not yeah, yeah you can have up to four, I think, on that. Yes. So that's something I don't... I don't know about you guys, that's something I don't really get to do these days, is play multiplayer with people, other people in the room. You know, most of my friends are kind of off living their lives with their wives and children and all the rest of it, so the only time I ever see them is in the pub. We should play it at Play <laughs> Expo. I'll not be there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Mario... you in online. Go on. Oh, sorry. Go on, you continue, yeah. I was going to say we can pipe him in on live video phone via FaceTime. <laughs> oh, can he can... Yeah, I'm I going to Spain that month. Yeah. Sorry. You go to Spain? Yes. And they were nice. Palma. Very nice. The lads' weekend. They make good ham, though. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen, you were going to say something, but you probably lost it now because we've interrupted you. I do apologize. Yeah, no, it's alright. Um, saying Mario 64 was uh, infamous for me as well because of the the, the old website I ran, um, MU Online. Um, it was um, Mario 64 was released in 1987, and on the website um, in January. Um, I received a message from one of the members of the website saying that um, two guys was interested in um, letting us host their emulator that they're working on. Now, at the time, there was no such thing as Nintendo emulators. They were there, but they did nothing. Didn't even show graphics or anything like that. So I said, yeah, fine, fine. It's not going to do any harm, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it was, um, I think it was January 14th. 1999 that um, I got an email from one of the authors um, saying should we release we're going to release this in a week I said yeah fine fine he said they said when when it's finished we'll send you a a copy to try out so a week later um, they sent me the email with the 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 emulator and at the time it it was um, it was called Ultra HLE which is high level emulation which basically meant that um, it was using like complex graphics routines, um, which used um, computer power, and it was from basically you know the old 3D cards. Mm-hmm. And I had, a, unfortunately, off we had a, is it a Voodoo FX card, so I got the ROM from the internet, which you could at the time, um, and loaded it up, and it it shot me. It was you know. I loaded it and it just came, it's me, a Mario! And I was like, oh my god, what have I got here? <laughs> um, so it was like, oh, should I release it? And a week later, I thought, I'll, swear, I'll release it. So on January the 28th, 1999, 
this was like two years after the uh, Nintendo 64 got released. Um, we released it, and in 12 hours we had 250,000 downloads. Um, and we got a lot of flack. It was all over the news. It was on um, IGN, Time Magazine. Everyone, uh, we got statements from Nintendo. Um, there you go, I've got it here, what they said. Oh, cool. Um, it said, um, Nintendo, meanwhile, isn't as, isn't as, as amazed as uh, by the Ultra HLE as the emulation scene is. A company <laughs> spokesperson offers, bottom line, emulators are illegal. The Nintendo 64 emulator infringes on Nintendo's intellectual property rights, including copyrights and circumvents Nintendo's anti-piracy security system. It says, though the company has yet to declare any official legal action, it will do its best to keep the software from spreading. They also say, we are currently reviewing all of our possible options, but we do not tolerate counterfeiting piracy or infringement of our intellectual property rights in any form. Um, they basically, I think, by releasing that emulator, it kind of brought emulation underground a bit, because everyone was like, where can we get ROMs for it? Where we get pestered? It was like, where can we get... Zelda from, where can we download the games from? So, Steve, how close were Nintendo, do you think, to actually launching legal action? Or do you think it's something that they said? That they no, just said to? I think at the time it was it was new. Um, emulators at that time was basically Commodore 64, Amstrad, you know, you know, systems that people are not going to sue you for. But this release because the Nintendo 64 was still in its prime. Um, I think it was one of the first ones that um, I think it dragged it into, remember like Juarez and that, you know, illegal downloading. Worse. Yeah, Worse. It was just like, it dragged it underground. I think it was the best thing we could have ever done for the website and it was the worst at the time. Um, we never got contacted by Nintendo or threatened. Um, really? No, no, we we pulled the emulator about a few days afterwards. Uh, the only email that we got was from, is it Blizzard Software, Blizzard Entertainment? You know, did like StarCraft and Warcraft? Oh, I right. don't know. They, yes. were, uh, they contacted us trying to hire both the authors. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Which, which unfortunately, they turned down. Oh. Um, but, yeah, it was just... A weird experience. It was, it was all over the internet. It was basically here you go, everyone, free Nintendo 64 for everyone. Um, you could have gotten into so much trouble for that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was new at the time, and Nintendo didn't know what to do. <laughs> I don't um, think that's ever happened since, and it never happened before that, did it? It's relatively unique in that sense. The yeah. gap in between console release to the actual emulator release being so short. I know, I know, there was, because it normally takes a bit of time before, you know, like, say, like, Dreamcast. Now, since the Dreamcast's, you know, ceased, you can get an emulator now for the Dreamcast. Can you get um, PS2 emulators? Yeah, yeah, you can get PS2 emulators. Yeah, I would imagine you need, you not need a quite a strong PC to run them. Yeah, yeah, of course you do, yeah. But um, 
obviously it was after the PlayStation 2 finished. This was the only one that had it when Nintendo was still going. Nintendo 64 was still going. I think the reason they couldn't sue us was because it was just basically an emulator. We weren't providing the games. Right. They used to use that 24-hour... You know, you can try a game for 24 hours, but you've got to delete it then. Does that actually give you any legal covering? No, no. I think it's a pile of rubbish. (laughs) I think if you own it, if you own the game, yeah, of course you can make a backup of it. But why would you want to play it? The only thing that Ultra HLE offered was crisper graphics because of the, you were using the um, 3D cards. That's quite amazing, actually, that they managed to do that in such a short time. Yeah, I mean, both of them were um, amazing, the work they did. I mean, it was um, a guy called... It was nicknamed Reality Man and Epsilon. Um, and after that, uh, Reality Man did the first ever Atari Jaguar emulator for the PC, oh, cool. and and it's still the only one. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, there are various ones out there, but not as not as good. I mean, since H- Ultra HLE came out, there's been vast amounts of emulators for the Nintendo 64, you know, like Project 64. Mm. Um, but at the time, I mean, at the time, Ultra HLE played a handful of games. They didn't play every game. Played a handful of games. And um, it was for the three. It was for the three D FX, three um, D card. So, so see, no, sorry, yeah. go on. I mean, so so not everyone could play it. You had to have a three D card to play it. Mm. So, Steve, yep. because of your part in all of this, did you ever actually get interviewed for any of the national newspapers or anything like that? Magazines, games, magazines. Um, o- online shows in America, yes, we had a few. All oh, right. Um, a few magazines weren't obviously PCs or magazine in the UK I had four pages in that yes I believe that's on the retro on limb site isn't it am I correct yeah. or the yeah. MU on limb site yeah yeah it's on the um, about section in the retro on limb website where it's got the scans of it as well um, I think it's in the introduction section of retro on limb do you have a scrapbook of all your appearances? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It was uh, it was a mad time, though. I think that was one of the catalysts that pushed us, you know, got us noticed. Anyway, shall we move on to the next game? Yeah. Well, oh, I want to carry on well, talking about this. It's fascinating. because it's actually fascinating. <laughs> yeah, we can dedicate a whole other podcast to this, I should think. And if Nintendo are listening, please don't sue me now. Please. So, game number six is um, Back to School, spelled S-K-O-O-L, by the way, for the Spectrum. Um, you might have to educate me on this one, um, Steve, because I've never heard of it. Hey, educate! <laughs> <laughs> Pardon the pun. Yeah, it was a school simulator. It was uh, created by David Reedy, who, funnily enough, his wife, uh, Helen, was a school teacher. 
Um, it was about in 1985, and it was a sequel to School Days, which is basically more or less the same game, just a bit more advanced, um, which was Back to School. So, a school sh- what elements of a school were you simulating? It was, um, you could do anything in it. You could, um, you're walking around, and you had to go to different classes. Um, you could write on the, sc- on the uh, blackboard, or now whiteboard. Um, you could fire your catapult at, at students, at teachers. Um, you could let stink bombs off. It was just, it was just a fun game. It was just everything that you couldn't do at the time. Oh, so you were the pupil. So when you said school simulator, I was thinking like, you know, like, um, say for example, the theme hospital or theme park where you, you created the school and you no, created no. the lessons. That's what I was thinking of there. No, no, you're the students walking around. Um, your name was Eric and, um, you had to avoid getting 10,000 lines. Um, once you got 10,000 lines, you were expelled from the school. Um, you had to do different things in the game to complete it. You had to, um, Basically, um, there was cups on top of the shelves, and you had to shoot a teacher. And basically, ricochet the uh, the catapult once he was on the floor, off his head to hit one of the uh, hit one of the cups. Um, I think the aim of the game was to um, nick your, your your school report from the headmaster's office. Cool. Uh, to, to destroy it. Um, the original game. Um, which was uh, school days, it was just one school. The back to school was a boys' school, and then next door there was a girls' school as well. Oh, can you sneak into the girls' school? You can do, yeah. Set frogs. Yay. Put frogs in the girls' school. Uh, shoot, the, shoot the teachers. It was it was just fun, fun game. And I didn't have a spectrum. It was on a friend's spectrum. I was playing it, and it was excellent. I mean, there's a remake out now. What's that, what's that come out for? Um, for PC. It's like in like a retro remake. Right. Um, and that's got all the elements of the game. So did that ever get any complaints back in the day or from people saying, oh, that will just encourage the children to behave badly at school? Probably. You know, everyone complains about everything these days and back then as well. I mean, one of the talking points was the obviously the blackboard. But you, could, you could type anything onto the blackboard. Right. <laughs> Like uh, um, Bart Simpson and the Simpsons opening credits. Yeah, yeah. You could basically type swear words onto a blackboard. That was uh, at the time nothing. Not, there was nothing like it at the time. It was a really, really fun game. It still is a fun game. If you've not tried it, I recommend you try it. I will try and find that on an emulator somewhere. Um, it was ranked number nineteen in your Sinclair's official top one hundred. Really? Oh. Of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure um, Monkey Spaz would, uh, would um, approve of that choice. Yeah, yeah, he must have heard of that game. It's it's brilliant, really good, really fun. What was it Monkey Spaz was saying in one of his videos that um, they made over like 10,000 Spectrum games or something? Yeah, yeah. It's mental. When you think about it, that many games. I know. And, and yet, out of all those 10,000 games, this was ranked number 19. I know. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what number one was. Mm. Yeah. One thing that amazed me in one of Monkey's Passes Spectrum videos is the. It's, I think it's when he bought the Spectrum off of uh, Retro Dave Nintendo. Yeah. And, uh, there's the amount of um, horse racing simulation games he was pulling out of the box. 
Why was why is it was there so many horse racing simulators on the spectrum? I think there, I think there was a it was quite similar on the Amstrad. There was loads of football simulators and uh, you know I'm sure there was a few horse racing simulators as well. Um, I remember them, you know, like you get the Amstrad Action magazine. They used to be there, you know, used to sell them in the magazine, you know, like advertisements. Yeah. It was, uh, um, you could get anything back then. Cool. And what about you, Harry? Did you ever play this game? No, I didn't, but I'm no. reading on the Wikipedia page currently that in Back to School, it is possible to commit suicide by opening the top story window and making the main character jump out. Yeah. When this happens, the character will lie incapacitated on the ground outside the boys' school until Mr. Wacker approaches him and tells him, you are not a bird, Eric. You're expelled. And the game ends. <laughs> well, there you go. If that doesn't encourage kids, I don't know what will. Do you know what that reminded me of? And this is going to sound really sad, because it is really sad. It reminds me of a storyline from Brookside. When one of the Dixon kids was taking drugs at school and he jumped out the school window. <laughs> and did he die? Did the teacher come up to him and say, you're not a bird, Eric? He didn't die, but, <laughs> but yeah, I think he got expelled. <laughs> they must have got that straight from that game. Mental. Maybe he thought he was Banana Man, you know, having a name like Eric. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Eric eats a banana. <laughs> but he couldn't fly. He jumped out of his window and got expelled. Yeah. They're making a Banana Man film, aren't they? Or a remake or something. So I think it was... Uh, it might have been Stu or somebody like that that posted it. Or, or um, maybe the um, next video game did that posted that recently. Yeah, they're making a Danger Mouse free boost, aren't they? Yeah, I've seen that as well. It wouldn't be the same without David Jason doing the voice. Why are they killing our, our past? Yeah. Stop it. They don't deserve it. They don't. And I've even heard that they're um, making a Back to the Future remake. Oh, God. Yeah. Why can't they just make new films, really? Just leave them alone. They've run out of ideas. Hollywood's run out of ideas. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Because the franchises, they made money. Indeed. The the one game I like that's based in the school is um, Bully. Have you played that one? Yeah, yeah, I've played it a few times. Yeah, I've not played it too much, but uh, it's like Grand Theft Auto, isn't it? Yeah, but on the school. Yeah, I'm the same. I've got it. I downloaded it for the. I've got it for the PS2 as well, but I downloaded it on Xbox Live. They had a sale, and it was like one ninety nine or something, yeah. like that. So, and it's usually was twenty quid. So I thought I'll snap that up, but I've not really played it much. Didn't they change the title for that? Yeah, it's Keyless Kieran Edit or something like that, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm afraid I'm going to have to go. My monkey butler is bringing me a four-course dinner here on the island, and I have to eat that, because remember, no Whisper Golds left. Okay, I'll send some more Whisper Golds, um, unless you get issued before that. Yes, please send a care package. Would you like some <laughs> Whisper Mints as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me everything. Send me, <laughs> send me all the games on Retro and Limbs list. Well, thanks for joining us, Harold, and uh, enjoy the rest of your stay on the island. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Bye, Yak Butchers. Sayonara. Stick him on mute. Stick him on mute. Unless he's... No, I don't need to, he's gone. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... 
game number seven is uh, thankfully one that I'm very familiar with. In fact, I think I picked it on my original um, pilot episode, and it's uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh yeah, PlayStation Two. Love that game. Love it. You know, after after Grand Theft Auto Three. Yeah. Which was groundbreaking at the time. I use this word so many times. Groundbreaking. Um, <laughs> when GTA Vice City came out, it was just so exciting. It was all the music from the 80s and everything. It was just the perfect release at the time. Yeah. I remember I didn't have a PS2 yet at the time. Um, I had played Grand Theft Auto 3 on my mate's PlayStation 2. Um, yeah. He got that on launch. And um, I didn't have a PlayStation 2 up until probably about a year after Vice City was released. I remember all my friends and work talking about it and I was like, I want to play this game. They're telling me about all the 80s soundtracks and all this on it. It's brilliant. I mean, I can actually uh, play that game and just, you know, park up in a car and just sit and listen to the music while I'm doing something else. Yeah, the um, the radio stations as well, they're funny. Right, yeah, the, um, Laszlo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> who who appears in um, all the Grand Theft Autos, I think. Well, since, since Grand Theft Auto 3 anyway. Yeah, I mean, Grand Theft Auto 3, it was like, like Mario 64 before. It was like a huge jump from, you know, overhead... It's a 3D. Yeah, I, mean, I, I enjoyed those games anyway, but you're right. I mean, when I, I, I was a massive Grand Theft Auto fan, the, the first the first one, the London one, Grand Theft Auto 2, I just played them to death. Yeah. And when I heard that a 3D version, kind of, that kind of graphical version was coming out, and I played it with my mates, I just wanted it for years and years. You know, eventually I had to go and uh, uh, strip from the waist up on a, on a viral video to get myself a PlayStation 2. That's how desperate I was. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that story before? No, no. <laughs> um, this guy, um, he's called uh, Lemmy. He's, um, he's actually got his own TV comedy series now on BBC Scotland, but uh, at the time he was a big kind of web designer. He did a lot of viral videos and things like that. Um, and he put an advert on his website saying, Large Man Needed, uh, age between 25 and 30. Um, I think I was about 25 at the time and I say, said I will pay you £100 to come and um, um, take your top off <coughs> for a viral video uh, so I got in touch with him and said I'll do it for a Playstation 2 <laughs> 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 and he said yeah I'll accept those conditions so, oh, no. so the video is you see it starts off with a kind of gun sexy trick she's wearing a white t-shirt it's, it's for um Aftershock, you know, drink. So you see yeah. her lift, lifting the white t-shirt up into just below her breasts, and then it says, "Want to see more? Click here." And when you click here, it lifts up, and it's me. <laughs> oh. <no. laughs> so remember, everyone out there, if you want to, yeah. if you want to see John's topless, send him a PlayStation Two. Yes. We'll, <laughs> we'll go topless for for consoles. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. The things that you do. <laughs> I think, uh, sorry, Vice City. Um, I mean, I used to love the film Scarface, and Vice City was just Scarface. You know, Scarface was Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, the movie. You know what I mean? Everything about it was Scarface. Do you know I've not actually seen that film? Seemingly, yeah. If you've not watched it, anyone out there has not watched it. The moment you you watch Scarface, you just say, "This is just Grand Theft Auto, Vice City." So is it actually? Scarface actually set in um, Miami as well then? Yeah, it's similar settings in that and 
the music is the music's in in Vice City as well. The music in um, Scarface. Why have I why have I overlooked this? I need to I need to, oh, to, find to watch it. It's a classic. Scarface is brilliant. And it's just Grand Theft Auto. Right. And have have you ever played the Scarface PlayStation Two game? Um, briefly. Uh, is it not as good? No, no, no. I've seen it numerous times in CEX and I keep meaning to pick it up. And I, pro- I probably will one day because I've got a few kind of TV maybe time yeah. games. And I'm planning to do a little series on them at some point, so I'll probably pick it up. But I'm guessing it won't be as good. Yeah, no, no, nowhere near as good. Yeah. But um, I think it was the Grand Theft Auto 3 and you know 80s music in one game it was just it was just a match made in heaven. You know, Vice City. Yeah, I mean, Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto 3 is, is great in its own right, but in Vice City, obviously, I think one of the, the major things is, is the music. Yeah. Um, the, the fact that they're just uh, bikes as well, like motorbikes. Yeah, the, the the music tracks, it was just, the amount of tracks that are in that game. Yeah. It was just amazing. I mean, one of the, the moments of the game that I thought blew me away was, you know, the nightclub. Yeah. When I just, yeah, when I walked into there and you just got, like, you know, Wang Chung dance all days playing. <laughs> it was just, oh my god, this is amazing. I, I think, I think Vice City is so, um, what's the word, important? It's like um, an important game. You know, there's a word for this. I can't remember what it is, but um, unprecedented, unprecedented. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, it's, it's important because I think it, I think that set the set the uh, set the president. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's what you'd use it. Set a president for for games in the future because it's like that was like the the first game I remember really high end voice acting and all that in it as well. Yeah, the, the big stars, you know. In it. Yeah, was it Ray Liotta? Was it Ray, Ray Liotta? Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Because um, he was from um, he was in um, was it Goodfellas? Yeah, that was a great film. Yeah, and uh, you had Danny Dyer. Uh, he was playing the Kent Paul character in it. Yeah. Not, uh, so not so good. Not so good. Yeah, at that time though, he was he was in a few big movies. Uh, <laughs> you had uh, Burt Reynolds. Oh, Danny Dyer was in a good movie. Yeah, it was, um, yeah. one of the best movies I've seen him in was uh, The Business. Uh-huh. That's a good film. You should see that. It's him and uh, I think it's uh, is it Rubinstein that's in it with him as well. Yeah. He's quite good at EastEnders now. I don't know, I don't watch it anymore. <laughs> I watched it, watched it a few times a, a week or so ago, and he's doing, he's, he's good, he's doing well, isn't he? Yeah, well, maybe it will help to relaunch his career. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you had, uh, you had, uh, I was going to say Burt Reynolds, you had Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Burt Reynolds, yeah. Uh, hi Burt, uh, if you're listening. Uh, Burt <laughs> Reynolds played, is uh, it Avery Carrington? Yeah. Real estate guy. Um, who else? I'm, I don't know if it was somebody famous that was playing Ken Rosenberg or not. Probably not. But he had a few. I mean, that was that game. I mean, the actors that they hired. It was a, it was a big risk. You know what I mean? All yeah. the tracks that they must have paid for, as well the royalties and that. Yeah, that must have cost them a fortune. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was um, the guy, um, guy from Trainspotting played. Um, I'm sure he played Love Fist. Uh, I think it was um, Kevin McKidd or something like that. Yeah. Right. He was in it, so it's just. I mean, Grand Theft Auto Three was was brilliant, but it was just not really any big music track. I mean, I know music doesn't make a game, but it, I mean, it definitely helped in this yeah. music. Um, just the whole eighties vibe. 
Yeah, just it just everything was eighties in that game. It was just an eighties game. Yeah. Which you know I could still play today. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh yeah, I mean I've still got I've got it on my iPad. It's not really as good C control on it. It's not really as yeah. good uh, to control. Uh, I do have it for the PS2, but I've not really got my PS2 on that often because it's upstairs and I prefer sitting down in the, the living room playing my games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've still, so, I've still got it on my uh, PS2. Still got it. Yeah. One of those games that you've got to have in your collection. You've got it, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd, I would be very surprised if there's any CDs gamer out there that's not played it. It's just, I mean, the tracks itself, it's worth a long. Try to think. I like the, I like the rock stations. You know, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne on it and things like that. Um, I'm sure it had things like Def Leppard in it. Yeah, it just it just catered yeah. for everyone, and you yeah. love the eighties. And the, all the little touches, like the adverts and things, like yeah, yeah it's just amazing. Um, I mean, they're always they're always good. Those adverts, I love those adverts. I mean, you could just listen to that, check those channels for that's it. One of my favourite ones, I don't know if it was in Vice City or not, it may have been Grand Theft Auto 3 in fact, but it's one uh, babyovernight.com or a website, <laughs> you can <laughs> buy a baby and get it delivered overnight in the post. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not satisfied, just put it in the dump and order a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Right. Uh, San Andreas, you um, upped, upped Dante yet again. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't as I wasn't as big of a fan as San Andreas, funnily enough. Mm. I think uh, it's just because I was, you know, an eighties kid, and it yeah. just it just hit. I just lays in a bit more. It's very retro. It's very very um, very suits us very well being in retro yeah. one. You know, very it covers all the bases, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, just that game is retro. Mm-hmm. One of the few games that I've ever completed in my life, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I've completed most of the Grand Theft Auto games. I've got one, one uh, mission away from completing San Andreas, and I've completed it. I'll get back to that one day. Yeah, I'm going to have to play these games again. Yeah. And what about the games, the, the 2D ones? Did you play them? Did we, uh, yeah, play? yeah, I've, yeah. I've played uh, one and two. Yeah. And it's just... I mean, it was great, great games in themselves. Um, the, the, every aspect of the the Grand Theft Auto game was in the, yeah. you know. I got um, I got Grand Theft Auto London um, yeah. with my PlayStation One uh, yesterday that I got delivered from eBay, and I've already got it. So if you want it, or if anybody else wants it, just let me know. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Brilliant. Hey, do you want it? Yeah, go on then, why not? I've not got it. Okay. I'll send it to you. It, the, the box is a bit bashed up, but... It's okay. The game's, the game's in there, so... Oh, cheers, John. No problem. Get that sorted after the show. Dance all 
to your last game yeah it's uh, Donkey Kong for the ColecoVision ColecoVision is this the one ColecoVision is this the one that's sorted for you fixed yeah yeah Stu if you're listening thank you very much Um, I think I got it for like 30 quid on eBay did I take it you knew it was faulty before you bought it yeah Um, no it was one of those ones you know it might work it might not work Oh, it's an untested sort of thing. So, yeah, so uh, I sent it to Stu and he's um, basically modified the power so it runs off a 360 power supply. And the um, AV modded it as well, so it works on the uh, new TEs. Right, it's a clever chap, isn't it? Yes, uh, very clever. <laughs> so, you've had it back recently, haven't you, from Stu? Yeah, yeah, it works brilliantly. It brought back a lot of memories. <laughs> it's the, this is one of the games that you you had back in the day or one you've got with it now yeah um, it was the first console that I ever had really? um, it was 1982 um, my dad bought it me for for Christmas um, sorry yeah it was um, Donkey Kong was included with every every ColecoVision brilliant was that the same time as Atari Atari yeah, yeah, yeah same as Atari um, it was a bit later than Atari um, but it was one of its comp- Atari was still around the 2600 so it was like a, a Sony versus Microsoft but back in the late 80s then that sort of thing yeah 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 but it was a it was a great console I mean Donkey Kong it was close to arcade perfect there was um, three levels on the ColecoVision um, rather than you know like the four in the arcade right there was one missing 
from the ColecoVision version. Um, but it was it's amazing, amazing uh, conversion. So was a quite a lot of games brought out for this system. Yeah, um, Zaxxon, Gorf, Mr. Do, um, what else have we got? Mousetrap, um, Smurfs. Oh, Smurfs. Um, Carnival, Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs> Junior. Yeah, um, Turbo, which um, you had to have the um, expansion pack, which is like a steering wheel, and um, a pedal as well. And it was actually really good for the time. That would have been one of the first systems to, to have that in a steering yeah, wheel. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, wor- it worked brilliantly. Um, the good thing about the, um, which I've got here, um, about the ColecoVision, it's got an expansion pack, expansion port mm-hmm. for... Um, an Atari 2600, which right. at the time, you know, it's like an intent. It's like um, Sony bringing out an Xbox One expansion port. You know, they get sued. Right, of course. So ColecoVision basically had an expansion that you could plug into the system that let you play Atari 2600 games, which is the competitors. Do you have it? Yeah, yeah, got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. So you can actually just stick your 2600 games in and play that, play yeah. on that as well? Yeah, oh. yeah. Which was, um, you know, it wouldn't happen in, in these days, you know, without lawsuits. Yes, yeah, it's a bit crazy. Power, power crazy people are. But yeah, Donkey Kong had a, a big part of it because um, it was the first game I played because it came with the system. So did you find uh, it a, a tricky game? Um, yeah, I did at the time because obviously the control is not the easiest. It's like you know, like a telephone pad with a not very not very good controller on it on top of it. Like, um, it, but it was a good what's, game. What's the system that uses that? Is it Atari Jaguar that uses yeah, something like that as well? I think that was inspi- inspired by that. Then do you think? Ugh, I don't know why. Maybe. Um, it's. Yeah, it's it's it had the same it had the same you know the, the Atari Jaguar's got those those things that you can slot in so you can see the keys and that yeah the overlays that's it overlays Overlaid. well um, ColecoVision had them for the games as well cool so I mean Atari Jaguar it was like how I don't know how long after it was released you know they were it's a keypad it's a strange choice for the Jaguar. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was... I mean, Atari Jaguar was mid-90s, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, so I don't know why they went yeah. back in time to the controller. Mm. Whoever invented that, maybe, or uh, had that idea possibly on drugs. Possibly, yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> still no explanation for it. No, no, not for that keypad. It's just... No need for a keypad. You know, for a um, number pad on the on the controller. Yeah. You don't have enough fingers to play it, you know what I mean? Definitely. <laughs> oh well, ColecoVision, I've never actually seen one in actual, I mean, I've probably seen footage of games, but I've never actually, yeah, actually a, seen one. Yeah, it's a nice console. I mean, Stuart, when he did the video on fixing my console, um, he showed the power supply, which is... Have you seen the angry vi- video game nerd when he um, reviews the ColecoVision? No. The power supply on the ColecoVision is huge. What was it? Like it's a big giant power pack. It's absolutely huge. <laughs> Even when Stuart um, was fixing the system, 
he picked it up and he was just like, oh my god, it's so huge, this power pack. That must have cost uh, a fortune to post that. Through. Yeah, yeah, it's that it's that power supply. It weighs more than the actual system. <laughs> I wonder what the reason is behind that. I mean, there's not not really a need to have such a big power pack unless it is such a powerful think, machine that we need. Yeah, to. I think what it is is the um, it, like you said, it's covered in wax. It heats up big time. I remember back in the day, it used to be really hot at, you know, after playing it. Right. So Probably. it was. Sorry. Generates so much heat that the actual plug is covered in wax. Probably just conducts it, you know, to make sure it doesn't electrocute you when you're picking it up. It sounds like a fire hazard. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. You don't want to um, go to bed and accidentally leave that plugged in. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I remember it was like on f- really hot. Yeah. Ooh. No, I don't fancy that then. <laughs> no, no. I think I'll just emulate it. <laughs> unless you get it, sent, unless you send it to Stuart and he just uh, replaces it with a Xbox 360 one. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> oh well, we've had your eight games. Oh, um, insert insert song here. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I actually forgot to do that after the Vice City one as well. Yeah, never mind. <clears throat> so, eight brilliant choices. Brilliant, thank you. Quite a few, thank you, and quite a few that I'm familiar with myself, which is also, which is always um, helpful when I'm talking about them. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. So we move on to a book and a lecture yeah. item, as each guest gets. So the book you've picked is a, a biography. Yeah. It's a it's Lucky a... Man by Michael J. Fox. Yeah, brilliant book. It was... Um... It was about everything, all of his career, you know, both Back to the Futures and that. Um, his Parkinson's, um, where it started, um, where he is now. His support by his wife, who he met, I think he met on one of the films. Is it Bright Lights, Big City or something like that? I think he met her. Okay. Um, but I mean, it went through, like, his Parkinson's and that. It was what happened on Back to the Future 3. Have you seen Back to the Future 3? Yeah. Do you remember the bit when um, he was getting dragged by the uh, the horses? Yes. And uh, they hooked him up and the, uh, they're going to hang him. Yeah, I remember seeing it, yeah. Well, when the, um, that scene when he was hanging, in real life, they were accidentally hanging him for real. Oh, dear. Um, I didn't know anything. It was the bit before, you know, um, Doc saved him by shooting the rope. Yeah. But in real life, he was actually hanging by accident. Oh God! And that he thinks, it, and he was told that was the trigger that started his um, Parkinson's. No way! I didn't know that. Yeah, so it was Back to the Future that finished his career. Jeez, oh. So do you do you think that? Well, maybe not now. But, but do you think um, if if that if you hadn't kind of got back Parkinson's disease, he might have been on still being a pretty big star now? Maybe not yeah. so much now, but but certainly for a few years afterwards. Yeah, I think he would have. Yeah, there would have been an. Uh, they would have probably brought Back to the Future out, you know, another one. A fourth one? Yeah, they probably would have done that, but it's not viable now. Unless you reboot yeah. it, which I hope they don't do. I've heard, I've heard that, they, that they asked. But, um, I think that was one of um, One Boy's post rants on one, one of these uh, vlogs, I'm sure he was on about that. Yeah. I mean, that was about a year ago, so I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's on the back burner or not, but I'm sure he's. Right about that in one of his videos. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You know, 
you're best leaving things like that alone. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I think next year is actually the year that he travelled to, uh, into the future, <laughs> 2015. Yeah, they're supposed to be bringing back the, what, what was it, the, um, supposed to be bringing out the, the trainers, you know, the Nike. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the pumps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that jacket was awesome, the, the, the jacket that dried itself. Yeah, the self-drying one. I could have done, I could have done with that last night after getting caught in the, um, <laughs> Um, biblical rain that I get caught. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it was the same. Here. It was thund- thundering lightning as well. Yeah, it was lightning. We were, I was sitting there, we were having a barbecue in that weather, and uh, we're just talking into our food, and all of a sudden, a big flash of lightning. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> it, it had a big, I mean, it was so it wasn't cold outside though, so we were under this big kind of canopy. Yeah. At back, and they had the barbecue under there, but um, still, it wasn't. Um, wasn't ideal barbecue weather at all. No, no. I, I think with the last few weeks we've been spoiled. Yeah. So, other than Back to the Future, um, what would you say is your favourite Michael J. Fox film? Um, possibly. Frighteners was good. What one, sorry? The Frighteners. The Frighteners? I don't think I've seen this. Yeah, it was good. Um, i trying to think what else he did. Ooh. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Oh, that's a classic. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They made a they made a TV series on Teen Wolf. Yeah, they made they made a, they made a sequel of Teen Wolf as well. It was like somebody else played it. Yeah. It was like Grease and Grease Two. It was just like completely different cast, and it was like that's why they shouldn't do reboots because you know they've tried yeah. it before. Look where it went. Only do sequels if it's the same actors because you can't really. You can't really take another actor playing the role seriously if it's in a sequel, I don't think. I know. Well, it's like um, Ghostbusters 3 is supposed to be coming out, getting made next year, isn't it? God. You know, Bill Murray's not going to be in it. No. Um, obviously, Harold Ramis isn't going to be in it. Yeah. Um, you know, Sigourney Weaver's in it. And so is, what's his name? He's come out of retirement. Dan Aykroyd. No, 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 no. Um, or the coloured gentleman? No, no, not coloured. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Rip Moranis. Oh, right, the guy that was in How I Strunk the Kids and all that? Yeah, because he, yeah, he, yeah. he, he retired because of his uh, his wife went ill. All right. So he, he retired from uh, making films and that. But oh, he's yeah. agreed to come back for that one. I forgot all about him. Aye. Um, so, yeah, they're supposed to be starting. They've been saying it for years, but, you know, apparently they've been given the okay. I liked um, Michael J. Fox film-wise. I liked um, Secret of My Success. That was a good one. Yeah, it was a good film. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, I can't remember if that was before or after, or during Back to the Future trilogy. I think it was just after, wasn't it? I think it was just after the first one. Yeah, I can't remember. (laughs) He didn't do that many films, did he? Because he he was... um, in Family Ties, wasn't he, as well? And he was in, what was that, what was that series he was in afterwards as well? Oh, Charlie Sheen took over. Oh, what's it called? Funny's going out in a suit. Oh, God, made it. What's that funny film called again? <laughs> it's getting taped in the background. That's <laughs> all He was in... 
was quite successful, whatever it was. Spin City. Spin City, I think, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have remembered that. Yeah, that was quite successful as well, I think. Yeah, it did well, it was a shame. That was when he had to retire, wasn't it? And Just after that, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know when it's good to make jokes about it. I mean, I was watching um, Family Guy, which is one of my favourite TV series. Um, one episode, they're on about Michael J. Fox <laughs> and his Parkinson's disease. And oh. it's, it, it goes to a cutaway where it just goes to Peter Griffin and he's gone, we're, we're not going to do a, a piss take of Michael J. Fox because it's just not right. It's just having a, a black background. And he says, oh, to hell out, we're doing it. And it shows you Michael J. Fox like, saying an autograph or something. And he's like, you know, these Parkinson's, I thought, mm. sometimes there's jokes he just shouldn't make. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I think it's because he's got that status that he should be left alone, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. The family guy always go for it too far. I mean, they were doing, they had one, and I don't know if it was last year's or the years before, it was uh, a joke about the Lockerbie bombings. Oh. And it's like, mm, really, do you need to go that far? That's just cheap laughs, isn't it, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just des- desperate laughs. Yeah, I think it's starting to lose it a little bit. <laughs> anyway, um, brilliant book. I'll need to get hold of it at some point because I like Michael J. Fox. So yeah, I, I like, yeah, I like reading uh, biographies. So yeah, put that on the list. Now your luxury item. Your now normally I shouldn't really allow this, but um, I, I'm going to bend the rules as a way around it. Uh, which, which allows me to um, to accept this choice. Basically, you've picked um, your luxury item as Harold Rutherford Yak, <laughs> <laughs> who unfortunately is not still here. Well, that would be funny. I think he's seen it coming. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't, as I say, I wouldn't allow this normally because it's a person, but we're going to get around it because he's not actually a person. He's a yak. Yes. So I'm going. I will allow pets. So we're saying he's a pet. If you like, he's a yak. <laughs> it's allowed. My pet. My pet yak. Yeah, you can bring your pet yak with you. Um, now one of the tell me I, I can take him for walks on the beach. Yeah, go fishing <laughs> with his lead. Go on, go yeah. yak. <laughs> tell the ladies and gentlemen your two reasons that you. I don't know if you remember it was this morning we were talking about it. You, you had two good reasons for picking the. Uh, Picking yak. Yeah, yeah, you could um, obviously do live stream. Yeah. One on one, because, you know, nobody listens to the uh, real one anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, he's, he's he's been a big part of Retro Unlin, and I thought if I'm going to a desert island leaving it, I might as well bring you in with, with, in with me as well. Well, he's already there from last week, so what he is. He is, so he's, uh, he's got to stay there now. Yeah, he's, he's got to stay. Sorry, <laughs> I don't see him stay. <laughs> and the good, the good thing is, if I get bored with him, I can always cook him. Yeah, eat him. Yeah, eat him, yeah. A bit, a bit of yak meat. Yeah, but <laughs> yak meat. <laughs> <laughs> Make a lovely steak. He would, yeah, he would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't fancy the buttock. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I think I'll go for a for a breast. <laughs> do yaks have breasts? I th- well, the lady ones do. <laughs> oh, it's a shame he's gone. We could have asked him. Yeah, Harold. I, mean, I know you will be listening to the rest of it when it's set up. So, I mean, on the comments, let us know. Do yaks have breasts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So. 
So in case I get all these angry complaints, oh, you're not allowed people warning. It's not a person. It's it's a pet. So and, and, also, and also, if he's got breasts, you know, he can always have a feel. Yes, and also it's a source of food. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what milk? <laughs> you can milk your yak if you want. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I don't know what uh, part of the body you have to use to to milk them, but I'll let I'll let you find that out. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you could find other things to do with them. Yeah. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, here's a here's a, a game that you can play on with at home. Um, tell, give me uh, a use. What? A use for a for a yak. There must be 101 things you can do with a yak, so you can all leave a comment what you could do with, with a yak. There you go. Ask uh, Evo Heller if you're listening. What would you do with the yak? I'd imagine he'd probably bum him, wouldn't he? He probably was. Yeah. <laughs> Have his wicked way. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, I think we've um, I think we've covered all the games and the book and the luxury items, so I think we can pretty much. Um, running into it, unfortunately. Aww. Aww. It's been really fun. Thank you, John. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, I was going to say it's short, but it's not really, considering we had a little break in there. Yeah. You, you, asked, you actually said to me before the show earlier on, you said have a break um, and do a second, do a second one or something. Um, now, we weren't going to do that, but I did unintentionally end up doing that anyway. That's it. <laughs> Without the software glitching out. Aww. Damn. Okay. Do we have anything to plug before we go? Um, no, nothing to plug. You know, the website, Retro on Limb. You know, I'm just grateful for everyone who's worked on it. I'm grateful for, the, you know, John, the great show you do every Monday. Oh, thank you. Um, Mike, you know, Michael Burham is doing a great job with the network. This sounds like, um, what's it called? Uh, an acceptance. The Oscars. 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 Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to name other people, you know, everyone who works on the website, you know, thank you. Yeah, because you can't, you can't name everybody, and then if you no. name people, then you'll lose somebody out. And, yeah, yeah. I, li- I like yeah, to thank everyone for the hard work that they do, you know. It, you know, it's not, they all know not it's about us. Yeah. You know, we're all together as well. Well, and we thank you for giving us the platform to, to do all this, all, oh, especially in the, no. the network, you know. It's uh, it's good fun. It's a it's an honour and privilege. Yeah. Yeah. There's no stream this week, is there? It's uh, the two fat bastards this week, isn't it? Two fat bastards this week. Two fat bastards this week. Back the following week. Yeah, possibly the following week or the weekend after. Because I'm on nights and I can't leave. You know, I can't leave it to Yak. Yeah. His mute button. His mute button. Yeah. That. That caused problems the last time, didn't it? It's funny though. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I just stayed. I, I stayed quiet during that uh, whole debacle. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably because he muted you as well. Uh, oh, I get. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah. So that's that's it done. Unfortunately, uh, thanks for listening, folks, and uh, we should have uh, another episode next week. I don't know who the guest is yet, but join us for that. And uh, thank you again, Stephen, for being a brilliant guest. No, thank you for inviting me, and it's been a pleasure. At last, we got got it done. Yes. So, in true Hadiac style, Saranaya. 
trapped on an island with nothing to do. What games would you take there with you? With no one else around, you could go insane without your desert island games. Everyone is tuning in. JL76 Gaming.